Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Okay, I have Zach Taylor here. Um, He played baseball at Oregon State. He graduated in 2019 with his degree in psychology. He continued to play professionally. Um, Now he is a big golfer. He loves to fish in the summer. He's originally from Sherwood, Oregon. Um, And where where do you live now? I am still currently in Sherwood. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, for work, he does um, mental performance training for Roke, R-O-K-K-E, for performance therapy. And he does content creation at the Baseball Bat Bros. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, for both. Yeah, yeah. Tell us all about what you do. Yeah, so at Roke, I'm a mental performance trainer. And that's really just mental skills work. I work one-on-one with athletes. That's anything from um, visualizations, you know, active visualizations, resting visualizations. Um, I do a lot of mindset training. So working basically internal dialogue, um, just thought process, and then really in-game strategies. So basically being able to give someone a physical strategy that can really help them out, not only physically, but from a mental perspective too, that they can actually implement in the game. Um, And then on top of that, we, you know, implementing venting techniques during the game, you know, and just the overall understanding how to kind of handle your emotions. Um, And then on the content creation side, that's kind of like one of my side gigs. I am a hitter for what's called the baseball bat bros and they, they have a YouTube channel um and we actually do bat reviews so we we throw bp to each other and and we test a bunch of different uh metal bats we test wood bats um kind of compare them against one another and um yeah we just we make we put out content and make videos oh that's really cool um and then for your for your rogue stuff that's really cool what you do because playing sports is all, all like almost all mental so it's really cool that you're able to be a mentor like that Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so when did you start playing sports? Man, I think I started playing sports, shoot, like as young as when I could, when I could really start walking. I feel like I always had like a ball in my hand or a bat in my hand or just something like my parents would always talk about when I was younger, just always running around the house and, you know, playing baseball or, you know, putting bags out and pillows and sliding and diving. So from a super young age, I would say probably like, I don't know, five, six years old. Yeah, that's, that's about the same for me. So I understand that. Um, when did you start playing competitively? Oh, started playing competitively. I would say, I think things really started to get serious when I was probably like 13 or 14. Um, I remember playing travel ball as like a 12 year old, but that was all local. Um, and then as I started to get into high school, that's when I started to travel a little bit more. Okay. That's when you started to realize, Hey, I can get recruited. Yes. I would, I would say the big year for me was probably like my, 
really like my eighth grade year. Okay. Um, that was big. I remember playing the the club facility, the club facility that I played at. I ended up playing on the eighteen U team um, as a fourteen year old, and I think that was kind of that transition where I was like, "Oh, I think I could play this game at a pretty high level." Yeah. Uh, and was baseball the only sport that you played? No, I played uh, football and basketball growing up too. And was that? Did you play competitive on those also? Yes, for both. Um, and honestly, basketball and and football was really just to kind of keep me in shape. And a lot of my best friends played both those sports. So I kind of just decided to play too. But I also knew, I knew early on, like I loved baseball and that was by far my favorite sport. And it just happened to be, I felt like, like my best sport too. So um, I kind of knew I had a future in that. Yeah. I, I love hearing all these multi-sport athletes. Um, I wish that I played other sports, but I, I love hearing when other people are playing other sports because I feel like it's really imperative on your um, training and like staying busy and um, it's really really good on staying athletic oh absolutely yeah so how did growing up in Sherwood affect your sport shoot I think it it was good because at the time I mean Sherwood's a lot bigger now uh, being a suburb of Portland but really nice area like kind of small town and like our classifications and at least in Oregon, it went from 1A up to 6A, and 6A is basically like the highest level. And we were a 5A school. Um, And then my senior year, we ended up being 6A. So it kind of started to get pretty big, like the minute that I was was done at Sherwood. Um, But it was a great community to grow up in. It was a very football-heavy community. That was our main sport, and that was kind of like, I would say, the priority. Um, So actually in high school, I would say – football was probably as far as games go that was my favorite sport to play in high school just because the atmosphere was unbelievable and it was a very like a small town kind of vibe and um, everyone went to to football games on Friday nights Um, baseball though baseball was fun Um, I was you know I felt like I was one of the better players you know in Oregon at the time and in my class and you know, I thought I was, you know, I, I thought I was pretty good and that I was, I was going to be really successful going into to Oregon State and be able to you come out and dominate right away. And it was kind of, uh, you know, kind of put me on my butt a little bit. And I really realized I was in Sherwood, at least I was a, I was kind of a big fish in a small pond. And then when I got to that next level, I realized how good, you know, my competition was and how good my teammates were. So yeah. um, it was kind of, it kind of rocked my world a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just, I feel like that's like a typical going from a small town to a really big university. And it's like, oh, um, there's a lot of other people that are really good like me here. And it's also a really great thing, but it also makes you a little bit more competitive. Oh, humbled, humbled me quickly for sure. And I just, I was in a situation growing up where, I mean, my parents gave me every opportunity in the world, but I also wasn't one of those kids that you know, I could, I could go to all these perfect game events and go to all these, you know, national showcase events. So I didn't really get that exposure when I was younger. So for me, it's like, I really didn't know what I didn't know. And then until I got to that level, I was like, I just kind of had to be thrown in the fire, you know, to really realize like how competitive it was at that level. Right. And Oregon state is not a small school. So by Uh, no means. (laughs) And while you were at Oregon state, did you face any injuries or any setbacks? Um, one big injury I had, well, kind of big, it was about, took me about half, of, I would say like two to three weeks to like really get healthy. I partially herniated a disc in my back and my lower back. Um, so that was kind of a curveball, And that was really, that was funny. Cause that was right before my, um, 
was going into my junior season. So I, I was in a position where I knew I was going to be able to start at first base and get that opportunity. And I remember that happening kind of right before we went off to Arizona, which is like our first big tournament of the year. And, but I was, I was able to, like, it didn't affect me that season at all. Um, I, I had some soreness at times after games, but I, I was pretty fortunate. So how was pro- professional baseball different than college? Oh man, that was so much different. Um, I guess I'll start. So we, I feel like we were pretty lucky at Oregon state and the team that we had. And uh, I th- I would say arguably the, that was probably the best team at Oregon's, you know, in the history of our school that, that we've ever had. Um, and it was just so much fun because I think it was the purest form of baseball. I think that's the best way I can describe it because you still had that team camaraderie and that atmosphere and everyone was on the same page and everyone had a goal of getting to Omaha and winning a national championship. And there was no question about it. And on top of that, you had really talented players. I mean, I know that our first five hitters in our lineup, um, the year that we won it, they were all first round picks. So, which is pretty unbelievable. And to be able to say that, you know, I was, I was able to play on that team and, and the role that I had and be able to, you know, be successful in the role that I had. It was awesome. Um, pro ball was kind of, it was eye opening in a sense, cause it's, it's just more of a business. Um, you know, you're, you're getting paid to play. Um, not a lot, but you're getting paid to play and it's, it's a business in the sense it's almost kind of like your pawns and really you're based, it's based on performance and there's not really like, you're not necessarily, you want guys to do well around you, but you know, you're, it's really about you at the end of the day and trying to get yourself to the next level and trying to like for a guy, you know, especially being in independent baseball, you're trying to get an opportunity with an affiliate and get into an organization. Um, so you're not really pulling for other people necessarily, but you it's again, like I said, it's about you. And I kind of realized until I got into pro ball, it was great. Right. Initially, like being able to put a uniform on, someone was able to take a chance on me and um, I was just so happy to be there. But then you kind of realize um, there, there really is no team atmosphere. Um, and it can be, it can be challenging. I mean, there's just like, I would say the closest thing to being a, a big leaguer would be like going to a, a pretty big division one college as far as like perks go and, um, you get treated really well. You stay in nice hotel rooms, like things you don't really think about. You take for granted where you get into pro ball and, you know, all that gets kind of wiped away. And now you're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single day. And, um, you, you know, your budget is everything's going toward food and you're living with host families and you might not be in the best place. Um, cause that's kind of luck of the draw. And, um, you talk about little like uniforms and the quality of things and, um, yeah. the places, even the places that you play, like if you compare the places in the Pac-12 to, uh, you know, places in the Frontier League and the American Association, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's very nice facilities, but then at the same time, you're, you're going to places that in the Midwest that, you know, they might not be to the capacity of like some of these Pac-12 schools. I understand. I totally understand that since I played professionally too, I get that. And so what was the transition out of playing competitive baseball for you then? Man, it was, it was hard. And for me, it was kind of, it was something that I had in the back of my head, I would say for months, like I was honestly still planning um, like six months, like, I don't know, five or six months ago, I was still planning on playing. Like I was signed to go back to Lincoln and um, I was going to play there and, um, I just kind of got to a point where, you know, I, I started to begin my training kind of, and I, and it's really started to hit me like the working out portion 
for baseball is like I don't really associate that with baseball. I'm trained to to be able to get myself ready to go for a professional season, the longevity of it. But um, I've always loved to work out. I would work out whether I'm playing a sport or not. But for me, it what what started to kind of like you know that I thought was like a daunting task was the the hitting and throwing and go, you know, going back on a throwing program and being able to train every single day. And it was just, it was weird. It was the first time in my life that I was like, this really feels like work and that like, I don't necessarily, I'm not like super motivated and I don't want to do that. And even motivated, it's not the right word. Cause you're not motivated all the time. But for me, it was like, I always knew that I was like, this is what I need to do to get my, you know, to be successful at the next level and to prepare for the season. And then I finally got to a point this year that I was like, man, I, I really don't want to do this. Like this, this isn't really that much fun anymore. I don't know if I want to go back into the situation I was. And then, um, so for me, that, that transition, it was hard because it was almost telling myself that like, it's okay to like, I don't need to play baseball. Like I'm, I'm not defined by baseball and I have, you know, I'm 25 out of the rest of my life. And if I don't want to, you know, if I don't want to do something, if I'm not super into it, like for me, there's no point in doing it because I mean, you know, with softball and playing at a really high level um, for me to get myself prepared physically and mentally, it takes basically everything I have going into a season. Otherwise, like it affects my confidence. You know, I couldn't go into a season kind of half-assing it. I guess that's the way, the best way I could put it. Yeah. And not, not being a hundred percent in otherwise it's like, I don't even want to waste my time with it. Right. Exactly. And it's a lot more tough whenever you're on your own. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, I was a pitcher and it was hard finding a catcher or a way to pitch often, um, finding places to do it. And especially when I was like at my parents' house in Oklahoma, the weather, just like finding ways to train and stay consistent with it and staying self-motivated and, and everything. Like it's, it's a lot more tough whenever you're relying on yourself to do it and um yeah yeah and I think that goes back to I know you mentioned like the structure coming from college going into like your you know your professional sport is now it's like our days were so structured from like the moment we got up with classes and then practice and then you're trying to get your extra work in and you have study hall whatever it may be everything is scheduled out and now it's like you're completely on your own right you you really don't have any like, at least for me, I didn't, I didn't have any savings. I didn't have any money in my account. Um, if anything, I was in debt from school and now it's like, I'm living back with my parents' house and you're relying on other people and yeah. then like, environmentally. Right. Cause yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, we just don't have a ton of, there's not a lot of professional baseball players. There's a small like handful of us. So you're trying to coordinate and, you know, go to use basically local college facilities or like high school facilities. Um, Yep. And just doing what you can to, to get your work in. Yeah. And um, what you said earlier is, is just what once an athlete's all about is like, just because you played this sport your whole life and you loved it and you had a great experience and you have the opportunity to play further, it doesn't mean that you have to. Um, it's totally okay to make a switch to something else and, it, and it's okay to take the time to figure out what you're going to do. So with that, what did you do in your newfound free time? Oh, so new free time. I've, I've really picked up golf. Um, I've always, I've always kind of loved to play golf. I just never really had the time to actually like work at the game and kind of prepare how I want to. And now it's something that like, I I just love that it's still competitive for me. It's if anything, I think it might be, 
arguably it could be harder than baseball at times just because, and I say that because it's just you. Like there's, it's not necessarily like I'm not competing against someone else. Like it's always against myself. And I really like that internal kind of competition Yeah. with myself. Um, yeah. So it's something that I can like really strive for and, and be able to work on. And yeah. on the other side, what's super nice is like with golf, it's just like, all oh, I need clubs. I can go to the range. Like I can work on everything by myself. Like I don't need other people there. Yeah. Um, which is huge. And then being able to also like, I love being like being out in nature, especially being in the Pacific Northwest. We have beautiful views and golf courses here and everything's very green. Yeah. Um, so for me to take like, you know, four hours and around and be able to walk, I love to walk too. Um, I don't really like to ride in a cart. Um, it helps me with just kind of the rhythm of the game. And then also, um, I just, I like to be outside and I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. It's relaxing for me. It's, it's a way for me to kind of decompress and, um also I can like I said I can be competitive with myself at the end of the day which is nice because it kind of fills that void from um baseball yeah and I love that you said that it's something that you've always wanted to do and it's just whenever you're done with sports like you can do whatever you've been wanting to do for a long time and um go do it and get good at it absolutely and that's and that's even that like so simple but that's so powerful too because um, I know you said earlier just being able like just because you can play a sport or you can play professionally that doesn't mean you have to right and that's like I mean that's what I was kind of hung up on is like you know you and we can get into that but this feeling of like man I feel like I'm gonna you know I want my mom and my dad to see me play and I want them to come out to a game and I feel like I'm gonna let them down and they've put so much into this and then you start you get into this rabbit hole of like all these people that have been there and supported me and helped me along my journey. But then it's like, you know, realizing that it's like, I, I, but I don't owe these people, you know, I don't owe these people that I have to keep playing and I don't have to, you can't, you can't live your life. And like, I have to do this sport for other people around me because then it's otherwise you're always doing that sport for other, like you're, you're making up these scenarios in your head that it's like, I need to do this for this person. And then this person and this person. Yes. At the end of the day, you need to do what's good for you. Right. And, and not your parents and not whoever else. And like, it's a great feeling making your parents proud. I totally get that. Um, but um, if you really don't want to do it, then you don't have to do it. And um, that like, I don't, know about, I don't know about you, but my parents are super proud of me for whenever I'm doing something that I really like. Um, so I'm sure other parents will feel the same way absolutely and they were I mean those were those are the first two people too and my and my parents wanted me to play as long as as I wanted to and they always said that mm-hmm. um and I took it as like you know when I'm telling my parents this like man I really don't know if I I don't think I want to play anymore like I really don't and being able to talk to them and like you know having my mom and dad be like because I'm really I'm really close with them and we talk about everything and they were like, it's, it's a hundred percent. Okay. Like if like you sound like you're not totally, you're not all in on it. And if you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to do it. Right. And for me, like that was so simple, but it was so powerful because it was almost like I was seeking for validation for so long from like, you know, certain people in my life that had a big impact on me and meant a lot. And then I started to realize, I was like, man, like I, I can answer my own question. Like, I don't need, I got to a point where I was like, I don't need that validation from other people. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's got to come from me. Yes. 
Um, do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? Ooh, um, honestly, I think I would have. I would have probably gone into um, exercise science. So I, I, I really, I think at the time, I would have probably pursued being like a, you know, in the fitness industry in some capacity and probably an athletic trainer. Um, that was something I wanted to do, like that I thought was really cool when I was younger. And I think I just had so many good experiences on teams that I played for, like with athletic trainers. And I kind of understood like the impact they had. Um, and it was something that like, I was just, I felt like I could do a lot with that degree. And um, I, and I actually came into Oregon state and I mean, exercise science, it was kinesiology. That was what it was under in Oregon state. So that was what I had. And I kind of realized quickly, I was like, holy cow, like this whole, this workload, like this is kind of not for me, um, yeah. with the labs and, um, you know, some of those classes and subjects that I just like had no interest in as far as like chemistry and, and some of those classes. And, um, and then I actually went to, you know, I, or I would say that, or probably like maybe like a business major, especially like specifically in marketing. Yeah. So I've always found that to be super interesting and, and how people perceive things and um, you know, what certain colors are, are portrayed as and, and what they mean and, and yeah. logos and things like that. Like I thought I always thought that was super interesting. I still do, but um, so probably I would say one of those two. So how did you get into psychology then? So I actually had an experience my sophomore year. Um, again, I didn't play really at all in college. My first two years, I was kind of behind people. And um, honestly, at the time, I just I, I just wasn't ready to play. I wasn't one of the better players on the field. And I don't really think I deserved a starting position. So I was still, you know, growing and, and learning. And um, I had some mental struggles and I dealt with a ton of performance anxiety, like pretty bad. And that I and I never dealt with this before. And I finally, when we went down to USC my sophomore year, um, a guy by the name of Alan Jager, he cre I mean, you might know, he creates uh, the Jager bands. Okay. I don't know if, if softball players use them, but it's, it's pretty big and prevalent in the, in the baseball world. Yeah, we called them – I've never heard it called that. We just called them J-bands. I was wondering – Yeah, J-bands, J-bands. Okay. <laughs> so the guy – so that guy who – a pretty big uh, mental skills advocate oh, okay and just but he worked I mean he worked per, like with a lot of professionals for I, I mean I would say like 25 years and like people just know him for his company so but he he would work privately with a lot of professionals and he's kind of got a background in like far eastern zen um, and he did a lot of yoga and a lot of just like mindfulness training so Anyway, he came actually, he was at the hotel. I remember we were going to meet up with him and I was like, no way. Like, this is the guy that creates our bands. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, like he's kind of this throwing guru and he, he leads us, but there he's like, yeah, our pitching coach was like at the time, Nate Yeski was like, yeah, this is one of my really good friends. He's going to lead you guys through um, some breath work and like a pregame visualization. And I was like, and I was at the standpoint that like, this has never even been a thought before and I was like what are, what are we doing like what in the hotel room like how is this like how why are we doing this I don't need this like why would I like work on my breath or um, I just kind of honestly thought it was stupid and the minute and I and how Alan kind of addressed our team and his demeanor and he's super calm and collected and just like his energy was awesome it was just someone that I wanted to be around and I was like holy cow and then how I felt 
I remember I took the, I was like, you know what, this is kind of dumb, but I was like, I'm going to take this serious. Like I'm going to, you know, he's here for a reason. Like I'm going to try it. And I was open to the experience and it was like unbelievable. I was super clear, like any anxiety. Okay. We had some technical difficulties. I think it left off around the time of, uh, you were talking about breathing and you yeah. Oh, at, at uh, USC. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So with, yeah, with Alan. So he led us through this, uh, this pregame visualization and he did some breath work with us. And, you know, I was super, I was open to it, but I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of dumb. Like, I don't think I'd ever use this. And just how I felt like long story short, how I felt coming out of it. It was unbelievable. I had a clear mind. Like I felt really calm anxiety that I was feeling was kind of diminished and I was like, holy cow, I think I need to talk to this guy because I think there's more like I need to talk to him one on one privately. Yeah. And he was going to be he was going to be at the field that day. And before BP, so I was just like, I mean, it's like, man, you know, I'm a I'm a freaking nobody as a sophomore. Like we got some big names and like, God, like kind of one of those things like, can I go up and talk to him right now? Like, is he going <laughs> to even, you know, like, is this OK? And I kind of <laughs> I just said, like, screw it. Like, I'm going to I'm going to go talk to him because I I really felt like from a physical standpoint, I mean, we had a lot of good players on that team and a lot of first round picks and my skill set, I had a skill set to play at the division one level, like don't get me wrong and play professionally, but it wasn't to the level of like some of the guys I've played with. So for me, like, I was like, this can't just be like physical work. Like I need to get myself right from a mental standpoint. And for me, I was like, this is like, this is my goal. Like, this is what's going to get me to really compete at a high level with guys that are better than me. And so I was able to, I was, I love that I had that kind of gut feeling and was able to just go with that. And we ended up having a conversation that day at BP. It was awesome. Super nice. Like honestly, conversation that changed my life because we, and we ended up doing, um, we did some lane training, um, just like a kind of some hitting drills where I didn't even swing, but just working on, you know, how I see the ball and how I perceive the ball and then coming up with a process. And which is something that I did basically that I actually say to myself in a routine, I had like, Uh, pitch to pitch when I was in the box and again I was like it was great I think I ended up playing the next day and I think I had a hit or two and felt great in the box had great at bats and um, but it wasn't really about the results for me it was just like how I felt and the fact that I could actually you know when I could go to my breath and I could utilize my breath to calm down my mind and body and then I could implement you know for me it was internal dialogue and how I talked to myself but like that was a game changer yeah and And I just love that you felt moved to come up to him and, and talk to him because I feel like that should happen more with people like go up and, and talk to that person. It might change your life. A hundred percent. I mean, I, that's, that's something that I wasn't very good at. Like when I, especially when I came into school, um, I think I developed a lot as a person throughout my four years, but like looking back, I wish I would have done more of that earlier. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And what, so how did, um, did psychology, your degree in psychology, um, like fit your baseball schedule better also? Yeah, it fit my baseball schedule better. I could do a lot of my upper division classes online because we had to take a ton of online classes because we traveled so much during the season. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, it kind of worked out, but it, it was also, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, you know, I've heard this is kind of an, if I'm being honest, I've like, I heard this has kind of been like, this is more of a bland, you know, undergrad and, you know, a little bit easier. But then I started taking a couple of psych classes and I was like, wow, I actually really enjoy this. Like, this is something that I'm interested in. Um, 
I love being able to, you know, learn about just different personality traits and especially emotions and then how to navigate, like kind of how you're feeling and just that whole, like almost holistic view. Um, Yeah. So that was pretty powerful. Okay. We had technical difficulties again. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to mention how it's great that your sport led you to something that you're passionate about and it ended up working out. Like you said, you can, you considered a couple other degrees and it's just great that it ended up working out with what you are meant to be in almost. Yeah. And it was honestly, it was just kind of a freak thing. Like I think it was, it was good that I was able to try different things. Yeah. At the end of the day. And like, I just kind of, I, I was lucky. I just fell into it. I feel like. Yeah, no, that's really great. Um, so speaking of careers, did you ever consider being a full-time or team coach? I did. Um, I've actually still had a lot of people that said, or, you know, that say that like, oh, I should, I should be a coach. I should be a coach. Um, I, I've been offered, I've been offered positions, um, especially at the collegiate level. Um, so th- but at the, at the same time, like I, I, those were positions that I ended up turning down because I was still playing a couple months ago. I was like, you know, I was looking to forward to playing. Like I thought I was still going to play. Um, but I also know, like, I understand from a player standpoint, and I think, um, I think you'll feel the same way, but from a coaching perspective, what goes into, you know, what that time commitment looks like, what that schedule looks like um that's no joke and I mean you're at the field you know all the time you're working with people behind the scenes all the time so it was just something that you know I I think I would I'm never gonna say like oh I won't be a coach I think maybe that would be an opportunity for me not necessarily right away but maybe kind of down the road because I think where I'm at right now I really truly feel like I'm, I'm supposed to be where I'm at right now and um yeah I think maybe like I said later down the road um could be a possibility yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle and it is just like you're in the sport still just as much. Um, and it's okay not to be a, a team coach. You know, we have an ability, especially if you do have the ability, you know, being that player and you're someone that you're relatable to and that you would probably make a good coach. Like, but at the end of the day, like what you said, it's like, just because you have that opportunity, that doesn't mean you have to do it. Like you got to do at the end of the day, what you want to do. And I think I, it sounds like for both of us, um, you know, I think time away from the sport is super important too, because we can, you can always go back into the sport. Right. Exactly. Always. I, I just think of it as like, man, if I'm joining the staff, like I'm locked in, you know, that's, that is what I'm doing. That is my life. Yes. So for me, it's like, I've, I've had, I haven't had that for the last like 10 plus years. Like everything has been around baseball. And now I'm finally in the space where it's like, holy cow, like, you know, I can go somewhere and travel for a weekend, you know, it doesn't have to yeah. be sports related. Like I can actually take a trip and just relax and, and enjoy myself or like, you know, I can play golf or whatever it may be. It's like, I don't have to, everything doesn't revolve around baseball anymore. Yeah. And having the weekends is huge. And Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and saying that, like, I'm so thankful for every opportunity the game's given me. I've gotten to experience so much from the game of baseball. I'm, I'm forever like thankful for that. But at the same time, now it's like an opportunity for me to really grow and I can try new things. And I think that's, 
a hundred percent. Okay. Like, you know, take chances and, and really do some things that you want to do that you didn't have the ability to do with your sport. So how did playing competitive baseball shape who you are today? Oh man. Um, it, it has shaped me tremendously. I, I think it's something I was really able to learn a lot of like hard life lessons. Um, I would say one of the single greatest things about just baseball in general is that you start to learn that no matter how you prepare, how well you prepare for something, um, you know, it doesn't owe you anything. Like at the end of the day, the game does not owe you anything. And that was a lesson that I kind of realized, like no matter how maybe you're on a good stretch, maybe you're on a bad stretch, like, you still have to go into it and you have to prepare and you still have to work your ass off every single day and what you do. And I think honestly, it was just a bigger metaphor kind of for life and now transitioning out. It's, it's honestly the same kind of thing. And I think our sport, like that's where I think baseball has set me up and instilled in me like that hard work ethic and, you know, really understanding how to truly prepare for something. Yes. And now for me, it's just like, it was kind of simple in the sense of like, now what I'm doing in my career, it's like, I prepare the same way. It's just like, now, instead of, oh, this is my pregame routine. Well, I still have my pregame routine, but now it's just maybe before I go into work yeah. or I, you know, it's, it's planning out what I'm going to do basically with my day. And, and um, I don't know, like the concept of like, I even think like scouting reports, for example, like going over those, like, to me, those are like, you know, they're notes in a sense. And like, what helps me? Okay. Well, the same, my scouting report for my day is like when I can journal. And now when I journal, I set intentions for my day, I have goals. And now these are things that I can, you know, work to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of details that, um, like playing competitive sports at a high level goes into life in general and into your career. And, um, that's super great. I I just think the only, the only other thing I would say off that is just the sport, like baseball in general, um, it's helped me grow and realize like, I would say I had a lot more down. I know I mentioned this. I had a lot more downs though than ups in my college career. Um, and going along the whole, like, you know, the game doesn't owe you anything. I think at a certain point um, I I kind of had this experience. So I ended up, we won a national championship my junior year. Great experience. Had a great season um, going, going to my senior year. Cause you know, I come back, I'm a team captain. Um, I end up starting the year out. Um, I'm hitting the middle of the order, like playing first base. I'm like, man, this is my year. Like I'm going to get drafted as a senior, you know, like I just came off a great season. Like, man, I'm, I'm on top of the world kind of thing. And then I end up, we had a guy that was kind of underneath me, you know, I didn't start off too hot. Um, and I didn't end up playing for like two and a half months and maybe got like, I don't know, 60 at bat, probably less than that, like 50 at bats my senior year. And for me, it's like, that was a real kind of gut punch. And I, for the longest time, I was like, you know, I wanted to blame coaches for not giving me more opportunities. And, you know, they put me in these situations where I'd get kind of like garbage at bats uh, or what I thought were garbage at bats. And um, I just, I, I wasn't able to really look myself in the mirror and understand that. Like, I think at the end of the day now, it's like, it's easy for us as humans. Like I want to put the blame on someone else. Like it's never my fault. And they don't understand what I did last year. And I honestly thought I was like, man, the game owes me this. Like they owe me this. Like, and it's like, no one owes you shit at the end of the day. Like you have to continue to put the work in. And I feel that's where I lacked. I lacked that from a physical standpoint. 
I like that from, you know, my mental standpoint, how I prepared my junior year. I didn't really prepare like that my senior year because I thought I was just going to walk in and have all this confidence. And that kind of put me on my butt again. But that is like that, that two year stretch right there, really that year and a half, my senior year was probably the greatest time. And I learned so much about myself and now being on the other side of it, I am so thankful that I had that happen to me and I wouldn't want it any other way because I wouldn't have the same mindset that I do now and understanding how that felt in the moment. I mean, it sucked. It was terrible. It was awful. One of the worst probably experiences I had in sport, but on the other side, it's resonated with me. And now I have this better understanding of like really what it means like day in and day out to continue, you know, to work on your craft, whatever that is. Yeah. And first of all, it's really, really awesome that you were part of a team that got that far into your season where um, you got to the championship and, um, and then going into the next year, like it's, it could be easy to just sit back and be like, Oh, I've got it, you know? And it's, um, it's a really good life lesson to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So with that, what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Oh man. Favorite moments while competing. Um, Shoot. I would say, I would say probably my, so year junior year, um, we're in Omaha, we're in the championship series. We're playing Arkansas and you're just playing them in a three game set. It was, we lost the first game and going into game two, we were down by a run going into the ninth inning and they had their closer in. He was one of the better arms in the country. And I led off that ninth inning, um, which was that comeback inning for us. Um, and I think I had like a, I don't know, I was close to like a 10 pitch at bat and I ended up walking and I got on base. And for me, like it was a good at bat, but it was so much more than just the at bat. Like for me, it was the ability that like all my mental, my mental training, like going into that moment, like I literally put myself in that situation so many times, like having a crucial at bat. And I knew that what I was doing from a mental standpoint worked because I remember like when I still describe it, like when I was in the box, I mean, there's 25, you know, hundred people there. And, um, the stadium was full mostly where they were all Arkansas fans and, you know, they were loud and I ended up hitting two like kind of loud moment. It was like, everything was blacked out. Like I it almost felt like it was in slow motion. Um, and for, so for me to be able to, to be that comfortable and calm and cool and collected. And this is coming from someone that dealt with crazy amounts of anxiety like that. I kind of proved to myself that I was like, holy shit, like I can actually do this, you know? And like, so sorry that I did that. Um, we're getting close to the end though. So hopefully I won't do it again, but it cut off around the time that you said that it's more than a walk. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, more, it, it wasn't about like necessarily, I mean, the result was awesome. And like, it was cool for me to be able to actually walk in that situation because earlier in the year, like I remember I didn't play for a short period of time because like my, you know, my walk to, to strikeout ratio wasn't very good. And um, so for me to be in that moment and be able to work on something and, you know, being able to walk in a situation that was huge and we needed a base runner, like that was awesome. But for me, it was like that I was so deep into my process and so bought in and committed to what I was trying to do that like that was that was all 
that I, that I worried about that, like, I, I really convinced myself, I was like, this is going to go my way. And I truly believed I was like, I'm, I'm better in this situation than the guy on the mound. Like I'm going to win this at bat. And when honestly, if you're looking at paper, like this guy was probably a lot better player than I was and ended up going and get drafted and was a high round pick. And, um, but for me, it's like, I was in the moment. I was like, I, you know, I matched up really well against him and, and my approach and, um, he was a fastball heavy guy. And so like going into it, I was just, I was so confident and was so bought into what I was trying to do. And so I really proved to myself that it's like, you know, I, I could really be successful in that situation. And I was. And so I think just the understanding of like, when we can be able to, you know, when you can truly believe in yourself and what you're doing and have that confidence, um, because especially because understanding too, that you put the work in for that moment, like I was able to just enjoy the moment and really just embrace that moment. Yes. And that's really great that your psychology degree was able to come in clutch for that. Yes. Huge. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome story. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport? Oh man. Um, don't get caught up in looking too far ahead. I think that I would say that's my biggest piece of advice. Um, I think you go from all this structure being an athlete and that's all you've ever probably done. Um, and maybe all you ever wanted to do. I know there's a time and point in my life that that's all I ever wanted to do was play baseball. Um, and then you get to this weird spot where like, you know, whatever may happen, maybe it's injuries, maybe you just don't want to play anymore. It's still hard either way. Like, even if we just, you know, like I decided to just walk away, but it's still, it's not an easy decision. It's something I've put all my time into, you know, since I could remember I was walking. Um, so I would say just really just to kind of slow down and, and don't look too far ahead. Like, don't think you need to have everything figured out because I mean, the reality is you don't. And like, I'm, you know, just because I have, okay, maybe I found a potential career path and this is something I'm really passionate about. Same thing. It doesn't mean I'm going to do that forever, you know? Right. Like there's, there's no, there's no, there's no guarantee. I don't know that. So like, for me, it's like taking it day by day and I'm really just trying to be in the moment. And again, like, that's why I said, like, don't feel like you need to have your whole entire life planned out. Yeah. That's really great. Uh, really great advice. Like for me, I felt like I had to choose one thing and like stick with it. Like, no, it's okay. Yes. That's how I felt. Figure things out. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport? Oh my gosh. Um, enjoy, enjoy that day to day, just the grind, like, especially the days that, um, you know, whether it's professionally, whether it's in college, I think all of us, you go through that period where you're just like kind of the backs against the wall. And, you know, maybe it's not just baseball. There's like other factors, whether it's, you know, there could be family problems, relationship problems, whatever it may be. Like you just have so many stressors, you know, and you have a lot on your plate as a college athlete or professional athlete. And, you know, just, just taking, being able to take a step back and and really realize like, like, man, look how far you've come. Like, I wish I would have been, I wish I would have taken more time, you know, in the moment to be like, God, like, you know, I'm okay. Like, I know I'm dealing with a lot right now, but like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'm playing at a top tier university. I'm playing in the Pac-12. Like, I'm an Oregon State Beaver. It's something I always wanted to do. Like, man, life is good, you know? Yeah, being grateful for what you have is great. Yeah, I think gratitude is super important. And um, honestly, it kind of helps, like, even that, like, taking a second to just, like, really be in the moment and be like, man, like, 
you know, things are going to work out too. I think that positive, you know, that being able to get yourself into a positive mindset consistently um, and just shift your perspective on your situation is so powerful. Yes. I love it. Um, Do you have anything else to add? Oh man. Um, No, no, I think, I think that's it. I, I will say from a, kind of going off the the standpoint of like what what I what else would I have to say to you know whether it's a college athlete or a professional athlete I would say just being a good person and I know that sounds super simple but really like you never know like necessarily what someone else is going through um and I think a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves and I think that come that self-compassion and you know having empathy for other people like that goes a long way and, and just being a good teammate, you know, and, ge- and being a good person and being someone that, you know, um, other people want to be around and you can be that person that can pick other people up. And because at the end of the day, it's like, I know, at least for me, it's like, you know, my why now is sure. Baseball, baseball is awesome. And, you know, my life in some sense, it's still kind of, you know, I, baseball is my vehicle, but it's my vehicle to help impact as many people as I can, you know, before I, before I leave. And and for me, it's like, how can you help other people along their journey? Because I feel like that's the best form of that's what, that's something that really makes me feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely go on and on about it, but um, yeah, I just, I really appreciate your perspective and thank you for being on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for having me. This has been an awesome opportunity. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.